Hello and welcome to Last Guys Off the Bench, a podcast where you get expert NBA analysis from expert lifetime bench warmers. My name's Darcy, and I have with me today the only guy to ever call a three-second violation on himself during a one-on-one game. Juan, how are you, man? You know what? I was in there in the paint too long. I just, I felt, you know, to respect the integrity of the game, I had to make the call. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's why I really like, you know, your basketball uh, point of view and your expertise because of that. So, <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, got to do what you got to do. All right, man, so I'm good, man. You know, I'm ready to ready to do a little pod. Let's do it. Uh, I'm excited for today, man. Um, so, Juan and I are going to be doing this new segment that we completely stole from the ringer who I'm sure stole it from somebody else. Um, they call it the rewatchables. We're going to be calling it rewinding from the bench. Where we're going to be taking a look at some classic NBA games. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the Spurs Suns 2008 game one playoffs. Um, this is the Duncan famously hits a three pointer to send it to a second OT, right Juan? That's correct. Yeah. Crazy game. Um, I what? I think it's my uh, number one all time like Spurs play that I can remember. <laughs> Trash ass Spurs fans out of here, you know. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Emily just gave me a look. Uh, <laughs> so this episode was recorded on Friday, May 1st. We hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Cue music. All right. So why did we pick this game, right? This is a, a very random game. 2008 Suns are eliminated in round one here. This is a round one matchup, six versus three. Um, this is the third year in four, four playoff years that the Suns are playing the Spurs. Is that right, Juan? That's right. Uh, so they played in 2005. Uh, they didn't meet up in 2006, but they played again in 2007. Yeah. And uh, including this one, that's three, and the Spurs won all three of them. Yeah, so in 05, um, the Suns make it to the conference finals. This is, I think, Nash's first year uh, with the Suns. They still have Joe Johnson, uh, but who he gets hurt, right? And he's their third best player. It's Stoudemire, Nash Stoudemire, and then Joe Johnson. Um, he gets hurt in the gets hurt in the conference finals. They lose in five, right? All right, 2007. Uh, they meet again in the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, this was probably the Suns' best chance. I would say this was when they were at their strongest. Uh, so this one was a uh, pretty controversial. They end up losing in six, but in Game Four, this is where uh, everyone, I think, most fans are aware. Robert Horry hip checks Steve Nash at the end of the game. Bench is clear a little bit. And uh, Horry gets ejected and gets suspended for two games. But because of the clearing of the benches, Stoudemire and Boris Dia get ejected uh, for game five. So even though the Suns won game four, they lose game five at home without Amari Stoudemire and without Boris Dia. And then they end up losing game six back in San Antonio. Which they never played well in San Antonio. They lose home court advantage in game five. Again, Stoudemire is their second best player. Diaw is a really important piece. They only play a seven-man rotation. They just lost two of those seven. Um, and I, yeah, I, th- I think you said it right. It's the best chance to win uh, over just no doubt. Like right, oh seven. If they make it, whoever makes it to the finals out of the West is winning for sure. It's like no question. They're playing. <laughs> they ended up playing the Cavs that year. Um, <laughs> LeBron and like no one else on that team. Uh, I think Larry Hughes Mo is Williams? the best player. Oh, was it Mo? I don't know. Was it Mo Williams? Um, I don't know. Zadrunas, dude. Zadrunas was nasty. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Stern has a – honestly, I think if he, like, if you could give him truth serum and he was alive, he would. I think he would say that he shouldn't have suspended these guys. And it was a literal, literal interpretation of the rule. So, and 
yeah. you know, you could say that it was accurate and the right thing to do, but I don't know. It's just yeah, bullshit. I think it's tough though because even up to now, like the NBA follows that rule pretty. They never break it. There's no exceptions. It's if you step on the court, you're suspended a game. And I think I don't think I'm still suspended then. Yeah, they, yeah, I'm pretty sure they still get suspended for the game, but uh, I don't think I don't uh, think he's suspended. I don't, I don't think he. Oh, was you're saying he makes an exception? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I got think so. you. Because the, the rule still exists. Exception. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, still D'Antoni gets interviewed the day after after they work out, and basically says he his whole point is like no one wins in this. Like the fans don't win, we don't win, the Spurs don't win. Like it just it it creates a lesser quality product. Yeah for game five yep and it did yeah um and then they i mean they arguably could have won i feel like they were in game five a good bit and then they could have won game yeah. six but it's hard to win on on san antonio's court um, yeah home court is bad which is definitely important so yeah the sun's losing six and now it's we're going into the 2002 2008 wow 07-08 season um with the same roster everyone's saying that you know, a small team can't win. A team that moves that fast and shoots that many threes and doesn't play defense can't win. Um, as we've seen now, they probably should have not, like <laughs> turned turned it up a notch um, and played more like the Rockets or the Warriors, and they probably would have won and leaned into it a little bit more. Um, but they kind of buy into that one, and it leads to this crazy trade. Yeah, um, I I mean I don't know if it's in hindsight or. You know, I, I just – I don't know why they did it. I mean, I guess, like, they bought into it, so we know why they did it, but I just yeah. don't think it made any sense, even at the time. But it's February. They're winning games. It's not like they're not, you know. Yeah. So all eight teams in the Western Conference ended up with 50 or more wins. So it's not like they weren't winning. Yeah. But February, we're approaching the tread deadline. And then they trade Sean Marion for Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I just – it honestly, it, I think it made a lot of sense back then, right? Like you needed somebody to play defense against Tim Duncan. Um, you know, Shaq is fat and out of shape, and that's the only reason he's available um, and that there's an opportunity for them to make this trade. I don't, I don't know if they – a year later, actually, for sure, a year later, they probably would have said, there's no way in hell we're doing that trade just based yeah. on the, what they were getting back. And Sean Merriam was really important to them. I mean, he was probably their best defender, um, especially on the perimeter, because they don't have anybody on the inside. Um, he was – this is like his ninth season, so he's a lot younger. Um, he's in, he's in his prime. He's in his prime. He still had a, a couple good years left. He ended up winning that yeah. chip with Dallas in 11. He was a really important piece there. Um, this is the end of the road for Shaq. Uh, and you could really see it even just in this game um, and, and in the ser- throughout the series. Um, what's interesting to me is, so, you know, he wasn't the star in 2000. He, he just won a championship two years ago with the Heat in 06. Yeah. And he wasn't the star of that team. I mean, that was the Dwayne Wade show for sure. But he wasn't fat and out of shape yet. I mean, it was at that point he was two years removed from, or not two years, but uh four years removed from winning a championship in LA, but he was still really good. He was good in that 06 season. And then two years later, he's like, I don't want to say a shell of himself, but like he's clearly put on weight and he's not as fast. Doesn't play both both ends consistently all game. 
that was the thing, right? He could turn it on and you see it. You see flashes in this game of him on defense um, getting, I think he had like four or five blocks in the game and um, mm-hmm. played really good defense against Duncan. It was really important. I mean, he got in foul trouble. Yeah. which is really He also picked up two fouls in like two minutes. Exactly. <laughs> because he, because he was lazy. Yeah. Um, and, and it, yeah, it, it's one of the more frustrating. Uh, yeah. One of the more frustrating performances, I think. So I think what's even more fascinating though, is that, Two years later, the Cavs did the same thing, <laughs> and yeah. we're like, "Let's get Le- let's get Shaq so he can play with LeBron yeah. in 2010." <laughs> in 2010, man. So that team. Oh my god, the Cavs team was so trash. It was Anton Jameson, uh, Shaq, LeBron James, oh my gosh. a rookie Danny Green. That team was wild. I don't uh, think even I don't think Danny Green played. <laughs> no, he didn't. And then I remember him on Boston. He had some really good moments, but he couldn't stay healthy, man. And again, this is like his 20th season. Um, yeah. So I'm not I trying mean, to knock him at that point, but for this season, he's 34, 35. Yeah. Like he's, he should be better than he is. He should be all right. Yeah. And he, and he was, I mean, he, he know, had flashes. Like you said, he had flashes. He had flashes. He didn't have, he didn't have the energy. And it, I think it's because he was out of shape. Um, oh, for sure. So that's, yeah, it's interesting, man. It's crazy. Crazy. All right. So that sets it up. Uh, Suns decide midseason it's time to make some changes and we're going to make a run in these playoffs uh, they end up winning 55 games mm-hmm. they're the 60 the Spurs win one more game they win 56 and they're the 3 seed gives you an idea man? of just how good these teams yeah, yeah. gives you an idea of how good these teams are and just how competitive the West was and I think a lot of people and myself included I, I thought the Suns were going to win I was like again I was really excited that they got Shaq it sounds stupid to say yeah. now, but it was like, oh, man, they have somebody who can match up down low. And back then, even, you know, it was only 12 years ago or 13 years ago, but it was just such a different game. Um, yeah. I picked them to win, and I think a lot of other people did as well. I think uh, that's important because a lot of people come out of the prior, like the previous season thinking, oh, if, like, you know, Stoudemire doesn't get ejected, then the, yeah. the Suns probably win that series. So they think, yeah, like, they're going to they're gonna win this one. Uh, the Spurs – at this point, are running it back. They had just won with basically the same squad, but man, their team is old. Like <laughs> they 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 broke it up after the season because they end up getting destroyed by the Lakers in the conference finals. But if Brent Barry, who had just torn his calf, if Michael <laughs> Finley, yes. who's also in his thirties, I don't know how old he is at this he point. Forty eight minutes for that man. I know it went to double <laughs> OT, but Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. Bruce Bowen is still in there, um, which is crazy. They oh so we were we were talking about this before we started recording but so the Spurs I don't, I don't know how this happens man like I guess they just really valued Kurt Thomas because he didn't sign with Kurt Thomas played with the Suns in 2007 and that year before when they yeah. lost and he was I mean he was the best defender down yeah. low ironically so he's a free agent and he goes to Seattle so he's with the SuperSonics and then right before the trade deadline the Spurs trade away Brent Barry. Uh, what's the other player? Francis El- Francisco Elson, and a first-round pick for for thirty-five-year-old Kurt Thomas. Yeah. So I don't get why. Like he wasn't that. I don't think he was that crucial, but he gave him good minutes. He and played? then Brent Barry ends up getting ends up getting waived and resigns with the Spurs. Yeah. Before they changed that rule, where like you know teams yeah. would trade somebody and they know that the other team's going to waive them and they'd get them right back in thirty days. Yeah, yeah. They had to wait. He waited thirty days and then resigned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what's crazy is Kurt Thomas ends up playing 30 minutes for them. Like he's like 
super important oh, in this game. Let's let's see who their starting center is, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Rasha. It's uh, Fabricio Oberto. Yo, Oberto my news country. Uh, Oberto used to look like uh, looked like uh, my buddy Anthony because he had Anthony. <laughs> he grew out his hair one year and he had like a headband and shit. Maybe it was a uh, Scola. I don't remember. I mean, they both look the same. Yeah, but so You're sexy Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that kind of sets it up. Uh, this is supposed to be like a really, really, really good uh, first round series. One of those where you're like, oh, these teams shouldn't be meeting up in the first round. Yeah, this is, I mean, again, the, the Western Conference is stacked. And this te- these teams just played in the Western Conference finals. Shit, you could argue that if they kept Kurt Thomas, do they make the trade for Shaq? And the, or do they just end up running oh, it back? Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah, that's they why have I a think, big man. Yeah, they needed somebody down low. Stoudemire was awful on defense. I mean, you're talking about, like, even in this game, it was, like, really hard to watch just how shitty he was on the defensive end. I just don't know how you could be so talented on one end and not care at all <laughs> on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> like you like you have the talent you know what i mean you have the physical abilities to play defense <laughs> yeah dude okay juan you need to like list you know what i'm gonna do this real quick um oh man i don't have a list right now let's like list off the starting centers for the spurs right so <laughs> oh like all time yeah Who are these dude. who started in the 04 season after duncan was that in Sterovich? That was Nasterovich. Okay, so they had Nasterovich. Nazi Muhammad was around at some point. Nazi Muhammad was after that. Uh, that was <laughs> that guy Alberto. made a career. He did. And then Alberto. Yeah. Alberto. And, and then after that, it was uh, Bonner? Uh, I don't think Bonner ever started. He might have, but let me yeah, look He definitely up. started. I think he, I think he started for those, the teams that won the chip. No, he was off the bench by that point. Uh, oh, no way. Hold up. I think Jan Mahimi at some point. Yo. <laughs> it was the that's starter. How, that's how he got paid, right? Yeah. Or no, he went to the Pacers oh, and then he got paid. Antonio McDice at some point was starting. Oh, he was decent though for them. Well, because he was because he played defense, like he gave yeah, effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what that's all they wanted. Yeah, they were just such like a beast when he was younger. Man. Um, yeah. Nuggets and McDice. Dewan Blair. After that. Yo, Dewan Blair. No knees, Blair. <laughs> uh, but he was awesome. I remember watching him at Pitt a bunch. Um, he was good. Mark, man. But yeah, he, he was uh, nasty. I guess uh, for whatever reason, just didn't gel with the Spurs. He was kind of a crybaby. And then, yeah. I mean, they have like a pretty high tolerance or low tolerance for that type of stuff. Yeah. And they cut bait after like a couple of years. But and I do think this is the last game um, with Manu having hair. Ever. <laughs> yeah, ever. I think the next game it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> the next game the bald spot the bald spot started to appear. <laughs> yeah, it's and crazy, it's also, huh? Also features Boris Diaw, you know, uh before Dude. he got huge. I mean he was get he was this is like in he was middling at this point. Yeah, yeah. He was filling out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so crazy to see. Dude, how that guy went from a point guard to a center is it's insane. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a – He was honestly, nasty. Like, at the end of his career, he looks like a center. But, like, right now, he looks like – in this game, he looks like a small forward, power forward. Yeah. Uh, but when he was younger, when skinny, he looked like a small forward for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, I got a few other few other random notes. Um, in the middle of this game <laughs> – okay, so this is one of the first – I think this is the first playoffs because Van Gundy was coaching before this. So, yeah. he just coached the Rockets to 50 wins last year. And just the McGrady-Yao Ming team. He, mm-hmm. I think he gets fired. Um, I don't think he just leaves. 
Yeah. And so that, this is his like first year in the, in the booth. Um, I don't know if, it, if it's ever, because I think he was in the booth between Knicks and Rockets, but he's with Mark Jackson, who he used to coach. Um, and they still do telecast together and they're fucking ridiculous. And Mike Breen. I love so him. We got bang! Jeff Van Gundy, <laughs> Mark Jackson in the same booth. And Van Gundy, of course, is just like off the chain in this broadcast, including when he slams Brian Skinner's throwback Brian Skinner for being in the seven or eight man rotation for the Suns, his goatee, which is like yellow. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it looks like it's spray painted. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> he played two minutes. Oh, did he? Okay. <laughs> And I Van Gundy remember. used those two minutes to destroy him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about uh, – yeah, he was their eighth guy. I mean, the, again, the rest of their bench is terrible. They have DJ Strawberry throw, oh, I mean, yeah. throw back, man. John Marks. Daryl Strawberry's kid. John Marks. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he played for Maryland. And then uh, Eric Pytowski, who famously was the, <laughs> was the highest-paid clipper um, at one point for making like $4 million a year. Cause, uh, oh, my God. Um, whatever the owner's name i can't remember the guy who was like terribly racist like refused to play players until they got elton brand i don't know um, I yeah I don't so now. so it goes into double ot um and then they basically run a seven-man rotation so Both the suns do so the suns roster starters were raja bell who <laughs> nasty probably shouldn't have been playing that much <laughs> mari stoudemire he played 54 minutes <laughs> <laughs> all right so raja amari steve Shaq, and grant hill uh-huh. and then there are two guys who really like their only two bench players are barbosa and dia and then gordon what garrett yo okay so the fact that this guy is in their seven man to... rotate or they're okay he's their eighth guy he's their eighth Gitter's guy their but... dude yeah. that's terrible gordon garrett Famously on, the, like, was at one point traded to the Sixers, and he was awful. I think he was, like, Matt Hart bringing him or something. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, exactly. These names. Yeah, I, I don't even know who he is. He took his trash. Horrible. Like, well, I mean, he played 12 minutes in, in a game that went to double OT, so that's all you need to know. The Spurs are able to somehow make – so the Spurs played 10 guys, but it's really, it's really two guys making up the eighth man. So starters are Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Michael Finley, <laughs> Fabricio Alberto, and Bruce Bowen. Yes. And coming off the bench is Manu, obviously. Kurt Thomas. And then Brent Berry, Ime Odoka, who honestly only played in the double OT when they were like gassed and had nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack Vaughn all played, but together they combined for 17 minutes. So. Jacques, Jacques Vaughn, I got some notes on then when we get uh, um, over to, whenever Tony Parker fouls out. Oh, all right, all right. All right. Oh, but he doesn't come in. Uh, so he plays his two minutes right before the half. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, I'll, I'll say it now. So I'm listening to like the, is it the second overtime when Tony Parker fouls out? Yeah, he fouls um, out in the second OT. And they're just yeah, like, who's so he going to put in? They're like, oh, they're going to put Jack Vaughn in. They got to put Jack Vaughn in. His defense, I mean, his offense is terrible, but his defense is amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And of course, Pop is like, no, I'm not putting Jock Vaughn in. <laughs> like, why would I do that? Just because he's a point guard? They have Manu, yeah. arguably, like, better than Parker at that point, you know? Yeah. At, a certainly better facilitator. Yeah, at this point, uh, Manu's, you know, a better rounded player. So, yeah, still has for a sure. Player. So, he's at he a really good, good spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peaked at 28, man. Just like, but, like, 
what kind of horrible analysis is just like, oh, well, their point guard called out, so they have to put in a they point gotta, guard. Like, <laughs> they got a bit of Chuck Vaughn, and I'm thinking they should put in Brent Perry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They end up putting Bo in, which, um, you know, we rewatching those last three minutes of double overtime. I think he should have played a lot more because he sucked on offense, but yeah, he was all over Nash at the end. Granted, he had energy and Nash didn't, but, yeah. you know, yeah. his defense was still good. Like, he kind of – It was. I don't know. He, he was a shell of himself too, man. He, he oh, for sure. For, that's what I'm, for 20 minutes, he was good on defense, and that's what he yeah. played. So, yeah. I mean, he, filled, he filled what they needed to fill. He's a great, I mean, the, he been a great eighth man. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, for whatever reason, um, Pop had already settled into Mono comes off the bench and gives us that spark, so he Bowen starts. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this was the year after after this year they blew this team up. So yeah. They, <laughs> and Michael Finley, man. I mean, he. <laughs> He wasn't. He was terrible all game, honestly. And then, like the last, the fourth quarter and the overtimes, he showed Dude, up. He man. just goes off. He hit, he hit the and two then, big threes to like really close the gap. I think he tied it. At yeah. The, so he, he hits two threes. He two he hits two threes at the end of regulation, and the second one ties it. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we get to the end of the game, is there anything? What, what else do we want to talk about? Because I'm so excited to like start jumping into like the last few minutes. But uh. All right. So just a quick recap going into the fourth quarter. Uh, the Suns take like a like an 18 point lead in the first or something something ridiculous like that. I think they were up by 17, and then basically it takes the second and the third for the Spurs to just chip away at that little by little. By the time they go into the fourth, they're only down by like five, and then they take the lead at the very like midway through the fourth or something like yeah. that. And then by, they're up by like five, and then they lose the lead again. Yeah, and I then, mean this is the Suns like just what you're watching this game like this is the Suns. I can't believe the Suns didn't win. Like I'm watching the like watching the whole game from like the beginning to the end. Yeah. Like I can't believe they didn't win in regulation. I can't believe they didn't win in overtime. I can't believe they lost in double overtime because of who was in the game. But yeah. even in double overtime, you're like, they probably should have won. <laughs> it's like crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, I mean, I guess that both teams definitely played their their style in the sense that all right, like the Spurs. Not that anyone wants to give up an 18-point lead, right? But if someone's going to do it, like the Spurs are like, okay, we can, we can chip away at this and just play hard D for the yeah. rest of the game. game and the Suns, yeah, the Suns are like, okay, let's let's come out running and then get this huge lead and just don't lose it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know um, – so I have one other thing I want to talk about before we uh, jump into those last few minutes. I know you got one, too. Um, yeah, Popovich's staff. All right. So I thought this was pretty fascinating. Um you watch basketball you've definitely heard of the Popovich coaching tree but man was this staff loaded <laughs> so if you look at his bench his uh top assistant is Mike Budenholzer who now coaches Giannis uh, with the Bucks and then his number two is Brett Brown yes. who now coaches the Sixers let's go and then his number three not well known at this point but you know was on that staff for like 10 Vinny years Del Negro <laughs> <laughs> He's probably in the back. He was in the back <laughs> behind the bench. Is that uh, James Borrego, who now coaches the Hornets? Oh, yes. I think it's just fascinating how many coaches came out of there. Tim Duncan, who's on the floor, you know. Yeah. Jack you Vaughn, know. worst coach in NBA history, but still was an <laughs> NBA hit coach. It's still there. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was like really interesting. You know, this is a few years away from when they start getting coaching positions, but. Just the fact that like all of these guys who get all these coaching positions just at some point sat on that bench. Um, I just think no, it's that's fascinating. Awesome, that's crazy. 
Uh, that's like a incredibly deep bench for of coaches, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then you got like a really old team too. Like it's just like a team that's, and I don't mean it like in terms of in a negative. It's just they like have a lot of experience winning yeah. championships and playing together and just like going through like all types of different experiences. Man, you got Brent Barry, who won like the '96 dunk championship <laughs> at, at LA in LA, and then uh, like played for the Sonics and was really nasty. You got Michael Finley, who was like a rock star in Dallas. Robert Ori, mm-hmm. who's already hit a bunch of big shots, is still on that it, team. Well, he doesn't play though. At this point, Ori is. So this He's team. coach. Yeah, basically. He didn't play this game. I don't think he played the series. Yeah. He's pretty washed at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 05 is like, I feel like it was his last really good year. Yeah. Well, so 07, he still played, but he was like, you know, yeah. eighth man, ninth man. Whereas like yeah. 05, he was like the Michael Finley role, you know, just always in the game, even if he was coming off the bench or something. Yeah. Um, all right. The one other thing I wanted to touch on before we jump in here is Grant Hill. Oh and boy. This is like so T- took too long. <laughs> it took too long, right? So Grant Hill is arguably like <laughs> people are saying he's as good as Jordan at the end of his Pistons run. Signs with the Magic to form this team with McGrady and we thought at one point possibly Duncan. Yeah. Um so it's Hill McGrady. Hill gets hurt, has serious ankle problems, almost dies, right? Um he's in Orlando, he ends up bouncing back. I think he's an all-star with them one year, and then he gets hurt again. And you're just like, this guy's going to have to retire. He's never going to like, he's never going to be able to play again, let alone be what he was. Mm-hmm. He ends up um, coming back the following year, playing I think half the year with the Magic and half the year with Phoenix. Um, the year before, no, no, was it the year before this? Let me mm. pull up this thing. All right, I have it here. Okay, so he ends up playing 06-07 with Orlando the full year, when the year before he got hurt again, right? And he had just had a really great year the year before yeah. that in 0405. So, so signs though, with the Suns. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, he, so 07-08, this season, he signs with the Suns. He plays the whole year with them. Plays the whole year, and it's a big deal that he makes it through the season. He's playing 30 minutes a game. Um, the next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, he ends up playing over 80 games. Right. So like this is like the beginning of his renaissance, just in terms of him being able to stay on the court, which is like what people wanted to see. Yeah. Huge. Um, So like it was so cool to see him out there. So cool to see him move around. Um, I think he had better son's years after this. I don't think this is his best, but he's 35 and he's contributing really like he's probably their best defender, perimeter defender. Um, Yeah, that team. I mean, that's not necessarily a good thing, but (laughs) yeah, that team didn't have a lot of defense, I guess. He was all right. He was all right on defense. He was all right, but yeah. I don't know. I just always remember my perception of Grant Hill at this time, even though he contributed more than I gave him credit for, it was just like, why is this washed guy, like, starting? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is Grant Hill doing in 2008? <laughs> Chill. Chill. <laughs> a little unfair. A little unfair. I think so. I, I yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, seeing him out on the court is really cool to see. So I'm glad yeah. he was out there and, like, this was the beginning of a new chapter for him, you know? I think they also knew they, they couldn't break him yet because uh, he only played 28 minutes. And if they, I'm sure they wanted to play him more, but they probably knew, like, if we, if we play him more, we're going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was averaging, like, 30 minutes a game for the, um, for the season. All right. So, again, we had already kind of talked about this a little bit, but I think the Suns should have won this game. If you play this game nine times out of ten, I think the Suns win. If you All play right, seven it, out of ten, seven out of ten. I'll give you seven. 
They like, win seven out of ten. Like they should have won in regulation. They should have won in overtime, and they should have won in second overtime. Yeah, I mean, they had a lead late in all of those pieces. Right. I mean, so the fanboy in me wants to like wants to say, "Nah, the Spurs would win this game." But no, what makes this game so special is when do you see Tim Duncan hit a three to tie the game? (laughs) You know. So yeah, like this, the Suns should have won. So I I agree with that. I agree with that. So uh, I have I have some notes starting around with two minutes left. Right, the Suns are down two. Stoudemire gets gets a bucket and an and one. Ninety seconds left. Then there's a block on one end. Barbosa gets a bucket. Suns up three. Right. There's mm-hmm. a minute left. Crazy possession ensues. O'Ne- like O'Neal almost gets a steal on Duncan and dives across the floor. Um, the Spurs get a shot up. Get the rebound. They have a couple misses. Oh, is that the? the uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they get like three shots up and they still get the rebound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And eventually the Suns get the rebound. Right. Yeah. And the Spurs should have scored, but they didn't. They're mm-hmm. up three. Forty seconds left. The Spurs don't. Spurs shouldn't foul. They don't need to foul. They're down three, right? The Suns are up three, and they have a twenty-four second violation. Yes, yeah, they couldn't what get a shot. What are they doing? I'm like going absolutely <laughs> crazy. I know what happens, and I still am like on the edge of my seat. Like, what is going on? So I have some notes here. We'll address this later, but um, it, I think these last couple possessions are really important, and we can we can break them down. But yeah, so they get the shot group violation. Spurs get the ball. Uh, it's it's right at or right below 24 seconds. Yep. I mean, 20 not, seconds left. All right. So Jeff Van Gundy and Mike Breen basically call the play. Like they know what's going to happen. Yeah. We know what's going to happen. They're like, okay, they need the a three. Like, <laughs> but I watch the inbounder. Finley's inbounding the ball. He's their yeah. own. He, like him and Manu are their only three point shooters out there. Finley is likely going to get the ball. We've seen this before. <laughs> and then right before that shot goes up, Van Gundy says, man, Grant Hill should be in there because is it uh, Barbosa or Bell? Barbosa. I always get the, yeah, Barbosa. yeah. Is it, that's no, right. That's Roger, right. Yeah. Roger Bell's a good defender. Barbosa's <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got them mixed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right before the, they bring in the ball, Van Gundy is like, they should have Grant Hill in there. <laughs> Barbosa can't defend. And then five seconds later, Pass back to the inbounder. Finley hits the three in front of Barbosa's face. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. And again, they called it. Grant Hill's not in the game. We were just saying how he's arguably – I mean, him and Bell are great, like really good defenders. I think Bell's a great defender. Yeah. And there it goes. So the Suns have the ball still. There's 15 seconds left. Oh, yeah. They, they didn't use any time. There's 15 seconds left. 15 seconds left. And then Nash runs a, a – Nash runs a pick and roll with Diao, not Stoudemire. Don't know why. I guess they didn't want Duncan to come up on this. It's not like he was defending the pick and roll well. Right. But, dude, Nash, instead of being aggressive, which he is in the next overtime, mm-hmm. right, he decides yeah. he's not looking to shoot. He passes it to Barbosa, who takes this crazy, terrible Worst shot. shot. Yeah, it's awful. Worst shot. Of course it doesn't go in. So I took notes of that, of those two possessions as well. Like – you know, Steve Nash now will talk about how he should have been more aggressive. And this right is like there. a prime example. Right Both there. of those. Like, why does he pass it when there's like two seconds left in the shot clock to just put up a shot, you know? Yeah. And then in this next one, it's, there's the pick and roll. I mean, I'm not obviously, if you're driving into the lane when there's no time left, it's going to be a contested layup. Like, you're not going to have an open shot at that point. Yeah. But why do you kick it out? <laughs> like, why do you kick it out? I don't, I don't understand. Should have set the pick and roll, had him had it going at like eight seconds left and taking the shot. 
you know what the worst part is? Is that Barbosa wasn't even that open. Like, there's yeah. a reason why Barbosa has to drive in because he doesn't yeah. have an open shot. Exactly. It'd be different if it's like a kick out, like no one's around yeah. daylight. I still can't but, believe it wasn't Stoudemire and Nash. Because if, yeah, if you're giving out the Stoudemire for like a 12 footer or a roll, cool. But like, yeah. yeah, giving it to Barbosa to get a shot off that's not open is ridiculous. Um, what I wonder though is so they're coming out of a timeout. I'm assuming D'Antoni was like, okay, we're going to use Dia for the pick and roll, not Stoudemire. Yeah, they had to have said um, that and like thought about it. But I don't think the pass was supposed to go to Barbosa. So I just, I, I wonder what happened there that he's just like, let me not take the shot yeah. and pass it up to Barbosa. Trash. Makes me really sad and frustrated. Um, yep. So now we're in the first overtime. Alberto starts. So I just had that as a strong note. So I was like, okay, if you want to start him at the he beginning of the game. He did not play the fourth quarter. Yeah, if you, if you want to play him at the beginning of the game, I get it. But, like, this isn't a new game now. There's five minutes left. It's overtime. Yeah. Why are you starting? It's not halftime. You don't have to put your starters. What is happening? I'm like, what is Pop doing? It's like, what? Um, I think he was just buying time to give Kurt Thomas, like, a minute rest. Yeah, the fact that he had to, like – yeah, the fact that you even said that is, like, ridiculous that Kurt Thomas is <laughs> – um, but he comes up big in this in this overtime. Um, oh yeah, he hits so, that. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. So Nash is super aggressive right off the bat, um, yep. and he's aggressive throughout this overtime and throughout the second overtime. Like he's taking the shots right away. He has like a pick and roll, takes a shot off the pick, and that's what he should have did at the end of regulation. Um, and I, so I have this as an important note. Like really early on in the first overtime, Sotomayor picks up his fifth after he turns the ball over. Like stupid yeah. lazy pass and then a stupid like a worse foul. So like you did two Where terrible he, things. Who does he hit? Yeah. Oh uh, Ginobili. Ginobili? Yeah. Yeah, Ginobili picks the pass and then And then he just like slaps him. Like, he's already passed yeah. him and he slaps him and it's like, dude, like why? Why did you do that? Frustration, I guess. But yeah, it is frustration. Yeah, but okay, yeah, exactly. It's frustration. But like you grown, man. This is the NBA. <laughs> you can't be doing that. Yeah. So he picks up his fifth foul, which comes in uh, pretty big later. Oh, man. And then him and Duncan go back and forth on a few scores. Um, yeah. Duncan I mean, takes over in this overtime. He I think really, he really does, man. He scores like, I don't know the exact number, but it's at least 10 of their, or it's like 10 points are around there. Um, he, he basically scores on every possession. But so the Suns are basically up five, four out of the five minutes of this overtime. Yep. So there's, yeah, I have 30 seconds left. The Suns are up three. Yep. Um, and then that's when the charge is called on Stoudemire with like 15 seconds left. Yeah. So um, Duncan, I think, scored like the last six points. Yeah. And then they're, they're up three. The Suns have the ball. This is your chance to ice the game. Like if, there's hardly any time left. If you use the shot clock correctly, hardly yeah. any time left. You're, you're up five. Like you win this game. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> I know how much you love this call. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So Stout, okay, Stoudemire gets called on the charge. Um, Kurt Thomas completely flops, but it is a charge, right? I'll just like, I watched it again once. Right. So I'm like, I I'm relenting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm not as so, fired up as I was after I watched it the first time. <laughs> we got to set this up. So Darcy and I watched this game together. Yeah. And then the whole time I'm complaining about how there's just some weak ass calls. <laughs> like, I'm just like, really? Like you're, ca you're calling this and <laughs> Darcy's like, hey man, that's a charge. Hey, that's a block. Like, let her the law. <laughs> so then overtime comes. Kurt Thomas gets the charge. <laughs> and Kurt Thomas, like, gyrates forward, like, pumps his – like, this is how he takes the charge. He gyrates forward, pumps his chest out, lets Stoudemire hit him, and then just, like, falls back. Like, hey, man, like Stoudemire's body. a big guy. He's a big guy. But Kurt point Thomas is, is a pussy. feet set, outside of the restricted area, charge. That's why you signed him. 
<laughs> That's the only right reason there. right there. Yeah, right it. there. Dude, and uh, so Stoudemire fouls out. Stoudemire fouls out. And you know what? So I'm watching that play again. Shaq was wide open. So Duncan's oh, like, way out of the play. Like his pick and roll defense is terrible in this game. And he's way out of the play here. So that's why Stoudemire's wide open. Kurt Thomas slides over. Shaq is wide open on the block. He just has to dump it mm-hmm. off and Shaq dunks it. Or he gets fouled really hard and he goes to the free throw line for two. Again, they're up three. He just needs to make one. I get that he wasn't thinking that because it – when you watch it in real time, it looks like he's about to have a monster jam. Like, yeah. looks like he's a just he's about to just destroy it. You know what I mean? Take the take the wind out of the Spurs sails there at that point, and then the charge. <laughs> Crazy man, it's so wild. Oh. All right, so Spurs get the ball. How much time is left? Twelve there seconds. Was, that was thirteen seconds when when that when they called that. Yeah. All right. Take us away to end this. Uh, oh my gosh, favorite play of the game. One of my favorite plays of all time. 13 seconds left. Spurs have the ball. Coming out of a timeout. You have to assume the ball is going to go to Manu at this point. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Parker can't uh, shoot the three. Or obviously. Finley, who's inbounding. Or Finley, right? Yeah. Um, but, so Finley inbounds the ball. Gives it to Ginobili at the top of the key. So everyone's thinking, all right, like this is clearly going to be something with Finley or Ginobili. Duncan sets a really high screen. And Ginobili goes around, and both Steve – is it – no, is it Nash who's covering him? Yeah, it's Steve Nash and Shaq trail just him. Just, like, running around. Yeah, they're just, like – they're running behind him as he's <laughs> cutting to the basket. So it looks like the Spurs are just going to try to get a quick two and then foul. Yeah. And then he kicks it out and wide open, just, like, no one near him. No one near him. Tim Duncan at the top of the three. Everyone's yeah. like, what the hell is about to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and he nails it, dude. He like Bang. swish nothing Bang. but net, dude. No one first, saw that coming. First three point field goal of the season, and he only yeah. ever made five in the playoffs in his entire career. And like, I bet you the other four were just like hail marys, end of the shot clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know they were. Yeah, you know they were. Yeah, so, that's so crazy. Top of the key, Duncan nails it. And if you look at it again, like at first you think like, oh, like. Ginobili got trapped. He just passed it to the open man. But yeah. you rewatch it. Like, that was clearly a drawn-up play. Yeah, and you're right. Because I thought it was a broken play, and then you pointed that out, and we watched it, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. That's That was drawn up. And just, That was certainly I an love... option. That was certainly an option. If it was just Shaq guarding Ginobili, I think Ginobili goes for two. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I, I think – well, what I love is I think Pop is expecting, like, there's no way they're going to cover Duncan at the three. <laughs> and just, like, the confidence to say, this isn't your shot you're our best player go do your thing i loved it like, i loved it. that just i love yeah. it so much dude dude and That's he ends up i mean this is this killer. Is a huge, huge game for duncan and stoudemire i mean duncan has 40 right yeah duncan has, 40. has 30 or 33 like this is I mean, it, that's, a, yeah, that's a battle stoudemire has 33 yeah i mean just the guts and i don't know to, to like know your player's a killer like that that yeah. it's just like you're gonna come up even though this isn't your shot just so nasty yeah it's so crazy. nasty it's crazy Oh, so my tie, God. Ties it up. Uh, Suns get another shot at it, but they, they don't do anything with it. Yeah, of course. And then we go to double overtime. Double overtime. <laughs> no Stoudemire. He's fouled out. Shaq has five yeah. fouls and can't be aggressive, which is a huge, yeah. huge he has, point here. Yeah, it's big because, yeah. like, the paint just opens up completely. Ginobili eats him up for, like, yeah, so six or eight points. Duncan dominates uh, the first OT, and then – Manu, so the Spurs scored 13 points in second overtime, and Manu had eight of those, and they were all in the paint. 
Like, yeah, they were all, all on the same. All laps, yeah. all to his left, all mm-hmm. on Shaq. All his Shaq shot. Could, yeah. Shaq couldn't be aggressive. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. There was one like right, I think it was like right away. Um, he goes, he goes right at him, generally. Yeah. And like, just, that was one that Shaq, I think, would have blocked, but didn't want to foul out. Mm-hmm. And again, their backups are like Brian Skinner and <laughs> Gordon Kirichek. Like, we're talking like some really <laughs> trash. Gordon Kirichek isn't a big guy, but like. Yeah, so. Their seven-man rotation now falls into six-man rotation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Diaz. Diaz, Diaz probably yeah. Is, yeah. Diaz, your power forward, essentially, and yeah. he's he's too small at this point to. Yeah, he didn't have the weight up. yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and Nash then, was still being aggressive, man. Yeah, Nash was nasty, and it sucks because he's their only option at this point. Like Dude, that's and, it. And just the way, my God, he was so fucking good, man. I love Nash. Like the way he would like. I was. We were saying this when we were watching it, but like, he would get a pick, and he would like instead of just going towards the basket or going for a shot right away, which sometimes he, he needed to do more of, but he would like wrap around the screen oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and like go, like go in a circle. Almost. Yeah. Like a little, like, oh a, like an S, like a little so, zigzag. So shifty, man. It was so awesome. I know. And he, th- he always found a shot that way. Yeah. It's crazy. So I don't have uh, specific details of this double overtime, just that minor gets the ball every possession. He scores basically all the points. Yeah, um, well, so I have the the Parker fouls out on the Nash oh. three point attempt. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> he, ba- he barely hits him, but he hits his elbow. So like, yeah, he Nash touches him just enough. Yeah. Um. So like I, that's one of those where the ref is like, "There's no way he'd be that off." Yeah, foul. you got yeah. you got to call that. <laughs> um, so terrible foul, right? And then Parker fouls out. Nash hits two of three. Didn't doesn't hit all of them. And he ties it up. And then yeah, like you know, Van Gundy's trying to like get Jock Vaughn in. Like, oh, well, Jacques Vaughn's got to get in there. Your offense is going to suffer, but, oh, he's so good defensively. It's like, no. What's funny is they – so as they're talking about it, like, you know, whoever's in charge of, like, directing the cameras is like, all right, let's point to Pop. And they cut to Pop, and there's, like, three seconds where he's, like, looking at the bench, like, I don't know who's going in. <laughs> like, like I, don't, I didn't plan for this. I don't know who I should put. And I, I like you, thought he was going to put in Brent Berry, but he ends up going for Bowen, I think, just yeah. for the defense. So, um. I would have thought that Manu would switch to Nash, but he puts Bowen on Nash, and Bowen's only played twenty minute, twenty seven minutes at this point, so he's yeah. pretty fresh, and he's all over him. Like, yeah, he does a good job. Um, yeah, and he, I mean, oh man, it's so crazy. So, like, I think that I think Nash tied it up with that, and then they go ahead off of a off of a Shack follow up, like Monster Jam. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, Monster Jam. I was like, yes, that was awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, Ginobili just keeps going. She keeps attacking him. I was say we get to the point where it's. Uh, I think the. I think they're up two, and Nash fouls Barry. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Left, or twenty they're seconds up left. I don't know. Um, um. So, I don't. So the the broadcast, the rewatch that we were watching, cut out some. Like it would cut out some parts. So we don't know why Brent Barry goes into the game. But it's yeah. important to note that at this point, for whatever reason, I don't know, like how gassed these guys are, but like the Spurs bench clears. Like, like it's yeah. Tim Duncan and Udoka and Brent Barry in there with yeah. Manu and yeah. Finley. Um. So they have they Finley was wide open and Duncan ended up throwing it into uh, or throwing it across the court to Brent Barry. Almost turns it over. Brent Barry gets fouled. Um, great free throw shooter, just like Nash. Yeah, he, he makes one of two, and they're up three, and it sets up this crazy play, man. Like, it's amazing. It just, I mean, this pick and roll with Nash again. He gets a pick. Nash is going baseline with the ball and gets off this crazy three and makes yeah. it. 
Like just the one off one foot sliding. Yeah. The shots you practice like in your backyard. Yeah, the the shot you practice when you're counting three, two, one, and it's so off balance you miss it every time. (laughs) But he nails it. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. And so there's 15 seconds left. Yeah. Spurs have two timeouts. Uh, in typical pop fashion, they elect not to use one. And he's just like, let's just let's just go for it. If we win, if we win here, great. If not, let's like go back for a triple overtime. Yeah. And I mean, just what's been happening all double overtime. Manu has the ball. He gets a screen, goes left. It's pretty contested. It's a wacky shot, but he gets. Yeah. It's wacky, but like he gets off a clean shot and he's banks like it in. He's extended in the air. Like his airtime yeah. is like crazy. Yeah. I remember we were talking about our airtime, and it was like I'd be up in the air and down and like. Yeah, he's there for like two <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Is able to get a good shot off, banks it off, uh, makes it. And at that point, the Suns have three seconds left, but no timeouts and. That's it. That's, that's all she wrote. Nash heaves up a half-court shot, doesn't touch rim. Suns lose the game and at that point the series because it, it, it's hard to come back from that. Hard to come back from that, man. And they just uh, – that was it. They needed to win that game. And I think if they win that game, the series is very, very, very different. I just – Probably it's tighter, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's like one of those games that just completely swings the series and it's the first game. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you always talk about how, like, oh, like, the first game you get out of the system, you move on. But this was pretty crucial. Like, you yeah. you kind of needed to steal home court from the Spurs at this point. Cause... Well, I think the rest of the games, I'm looking now. So, game two, they lost by six. They could probably could have won that game. Um, I thought game three was closer, but they lost by 16. Mm-hmm. Game four, they crush it. That's their only win of the series. And then they barely lose game five. So like it was a really, I mean, the Western Conference is really tight. Right. Um, and then what's interesting, though, so game two is definitely played at the Spurs' tempo because the Spurs barely score over 100. The Suns don't. The Suns aren't scoring over 100. That's not a good sign. No. And then, not oh, at all. <laughs> uh, so I had remembered this wrong because I thought they had won game three, you know. Yeah. And if you win game three after going down 0-2, you think, like, okay, we can yeah. even this up. But once you're down 0-3, like, that's and the it. first two games are, were in San Antonio. So, like, you know, yeah. you, you play your home court. You lose the first two games okay. Um, you, move, you go home. Yeah, but they probably should have stole one of those games. And I think that it was this one. And I just – I still, yeah. again, I'm watching it, and I still can't believe they lost. I'm just like <laughs> – They had every they opportunity. Won. They should have won. Like you're up um, five in, in overtime. You're up three with hardly any time left in regulation. Yeah. You start off the game up by double digits. Well, so double overtime is when it was like, okay, I don't think that's when they were playing from behind. Yeah. All right. Uh, any, any parting shots you have? All right. So we talked a lot about how important foul trouble was here. Stoudemire's out. Parker fouls out. And Pop has no idea who to get. Shaq has to play so timid because he's afraid of fouling out. I think he understands, like, I'm not good enough anymore to be aggressive and not get a foul. Yeah. But also, even like if I, I can't afford to play aggressive because who's like he has no one else to replace him. Like he knows that that's all D'Antoni has. Yeah. So I've been thinking, you know, if a game goes into overtime, I don't see why players shouldn't get an extra foul. You know, like I agree. you have six you have six fouls to work with within the confines of forty eight minutes. But if you're playing fifty five minutes, I think it's a little unreasonable, especially for a big man. 
at this point in time. Maybe now it's not as important, you know, because there's like more outside shots. But in general terms, like I feel like you're asking a lot for a big man to not foul out playing 55 minutes. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I think that's I think that's something that they should change. Yeah, like like a team gets more timeouts. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's more team fouls. Like, why doesn't the player get an extra foul to work with? Or you like you could another way to look at it. You could reset uh, fouls in general, and everybody just gets two for each um, overtime. That's true. You have no fouls. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I. That was definitely the story of this game, man. Stoudemire fouling out, Shaq in foul trouble, Parker fouling out, like. And then yeah, the, these these teams, man. If you just compare them to the teams now, it's just a joke. I mean, they're. I know. The top five or six are probably fine, but they really could only play seven people. And that was a stretch. Like, and that was a stretch. It's crazy. I mean. So I feel like the, the Suns had a legitimate seven-man rotation. But, like, when your seventh man is Kurt Thomas, dude, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and your fifth guy is Alberto. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like – I, I can't believe that they start a center, this, you know, Tim's, Tim's whole time there. Yeah. Alberto. Tim, Tim's a power forward, you know. Got to put uh, up whatever center in there. All right, in the, in the <laughs> spirit of our – the name of our podcast – Who's the worst player to check into this game? All right. So I think it's 100% Barbosa. Like, what? Yeah, like, you shouldn't be playing 40 minutes. Oh, I guess, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, players who got, like, legitimate minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about Jock Vaughn or Brian Skinner. Right, right. I, okay, so because that's easy. It's like these guys shouldn't like those two minutes were worthless. Like what? Okay. What energy did you really get? But I guess I'm talking about like the eight guys who legitimately played. Got you. I think Oberto 100% should have just sat his ass down. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> you give him. He gives him. He plays oh. like what 24, 25 minutes, and it's like all trash. <laughs> to be fair though, we said we would talk about it, and we didn't. He get he came up with a clutch jumper in overtime. <laughs> oh yeah, he does on the baseline. On the baseline. Yeah, yeah. yeah baseline. I did have that note. Manu has nowhere to go. They're down oh. by five, and Alberto just plops it in. I was just bashing him in my head, and all of a sudden he hits a baseline jumper. Yeah, he had four points. Of course, he that did. was one of them. <laughs> he was terrible. He's terrible. I just hey, like, he shot sixty-seven percent from the field, two for three. He, he's he's a quality <laughs> like net zero, you know. Yeah. I mean, his plus minus was minus one. So there oh, you go. All right, there you go. Yeah. Um, 23, 24 minutes, minus okay, one. Give, give your case to Barbosa, though. All right. So I guess it just comes down to need, but he should not be playing 40 minutes. I, like, I don't know if you felt the same way, but in the end of the fourth quarter, and especially in the first overtime, like every time the, the Suns have a chance to close the game, he does something, like just yeah. loses his man, loses the ball like is out of position just something to stop them from being able to close the door on the game i think they should have had grant hill out there a lot more in those situations um i think their best five were their starters and i think diaz their sixth guy although barbosa got those minutes right he played Mm -hmm. third or fourth minutes for them Um, so i would i would argue um that diaz would probably be better than grant hill like, I think Diaz should have played way more than 30 minutes. I mean, he was so good at this point. Uh, he was he was uh, a little smaller, so he could run around more. And yeah. more importantly, he was already a great fa- uh, facilitator. So True. I think he was pretty crucial at the end when Nash really didn't have anyone to work with. But yeah, I, I think you can make an argument for either one. 
it's just t- yeah, I was, it's tough to. I think it would have been tough to play. They would have been really big. It would have been Shaq, Stoudemire, and Dial. Those guys are like that's huge. true. Yeah, that's big. Um, granted, I mean he was he was having a good game. So either of them would have been an upgrade, I think, over Barbosa. From a from a no mistake standpoint, we need the Alberto factor. <laughs> Um, the Alberto factor. Yeah, uh, granted. If you say it fast, that sounds cool. I'm looking at these stats now. It's like Barbosa had the most rebounds that day for the Suns. Eight eight. Oh my god! Yeah, the no one had. The rebounding dude, no was one terrible. Double digit rebounds. Stoudemire had how many rebounds? Shaq Seven? had five. I mean, Shaq. It, he only he played 30 minutes. I don't even know how the hell he did that because he was in foul trouble all game. Yeah. I mean, he literally. It's like two minutes in, and he has two fouls, and he has to set yeah. up the whole first quarter. Bella has Damn, I can't believe Barbosa with yeah. eight rebounds. Oh, I had, had this. Uh, I had this other note. I, I think you'd appreciate. Um, I'm gonna have 15. So at the end of the first half, Brent Barry hits a three, and it's the first three the Spurs made. They scored 40 points in that half. They were one for four from three point line from three land, and I was like, okay, this is that's four attempts made one. Just like <laughs> speaks to the era, right? Because yeah. I, I was like, all right, let me look at the 2017 Warriors, which is like. A com- completely on the other side of the spectrum in terms of like shooting threes. Um, right. They shot in just a random game in 2017 in the finals. I think it was game two or game three. Uh, so I just like picked a random one. I didn't like pick the highest one. They shot 20 threes in the first half. They shot 20 in the first half? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like the Spurs probably shot 20 in three games. So I'm looking at a. Wow. Okay. This is actually going to shock you. Um, so they, I do remember that that we saw that they were one for four in the first half, yeah. and Breen was like, "Oh, this is their first make," and it was like one minute left yeah, like, <laughs> in the second half or in the second quarter. So they ended up shooting six for seventeen for the game. Yeah, and then the seven seconds or less, Suns shot five for sixteen. That's they shot they, less than the Spurs. They, they they traded for Shaq, and it completely changed the way they played. Yeah, uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, dude. That was fun. We gotta, yeah. do, we gotta do more of these. That's, I like it. Dope. We got into it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for going with us down memory lane. This was a lot of fun for me. Like I said, one of my favorite games ever. I think Darcy was right. The Suns should have won, and that's what makes it so special. Yeah. Rewinds <laughs> from the bench. You know, we, we got to do this again. I think this was fun. Yeah. Uh, Mom, thing. if you're listening, you know, <laughs> you can shoot us an email, whichever game you want us to do next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you on the next one. See y'all. Thanks for listening.